The RTX 4070, we have dates, hopefully it's gonna be good. And Microsoft hopes that Bing and Edge are gonna be good because they now have AI. And AMD's got a good mobile processor. It's actually really good, 16 core, it's fast. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And today's top story is gonna be about the RTX 4070 video cards has gotten their hands on an NDA with regards to the upcoming mid-tier graphics card that a lot of people are expecting. And despite the fact that they retracted a lot of information in this NDA, it does provide a few details with what we can expect towards the launch of this card. And it looks like you're gonna have to wait a little bit. I know you probably in your system are looking to swap in something like a $500 GPU. We remains to be seen whether or not it's gonna cost anywhere around that, but the details are that it's gonna be launching sometime in April and that the RTX 4060 should launch sometime during the same quarter. So anywhere from April until June. So the more affordable graphics cards still are a little ways off. Now the anticipated pricing on the 4070 has just basically been a lot of people conjecturing what it should come in at considering that the RTX 4070 Ti is roughly $800 stand to reason that the 4070 should be between six and seven hundred dollars which would make it a price increase over the rtx 3070 that's currently out on the market but the expected specifications of this 4070 put it in a really intriguing spot it is definitely better than the rtx 3070 coming in at 29 teraflops versus the 20 teraflops with having slightly more memory bandwidth but it has the exact same teraflops as the 3080 but significantly less memory bandwidth which would mean that that it's actually worse in some games and for higher resolution gaming. Anything that requires more textures on the VRAM could potentially be performing worse on this RTX. 4070. So better than a 3070, but not by far enough to make it a 3080, but definitely not a 3070 Ti territory. It's going to be a complicated card at a complicated price, and this is a complicated generation. Let me know if the pricing and structure of the RTX 4070 has you excited. Are you waiting? Are you buying the 4070 Ti right now? want to hear from you down below in the comments. But friends, today's video is sponsored by a favorite company of mine, ProtoArc, because they power all of the peripherals that I happen to use on a daily basis, and this brand new K300 keyboard is no exception. This has been my daily driver on my gaming PC upstairs because it offers a whole host of features that I find super desirable. So this is the mechanical K300 and it's low profile, which is amazing, has low profile mechanical red switches to allow for a great typing experience in a small form factor. But on top of that, it has three different modes of connectivity. You can either wire it up to your PC, you can connect it via Bluetooth to different devices, or you can use the USB dongle that's included under the keyboard to allow you to get a bunch of different connectivity. And it's very simple to use the function key to simply swap between the devices. You can connect it wired, wireless, or two different Bluetooth devices to make sure that you're good to go. And it has a 1900 milliamp hour rechargeable battery, which allows you to get a ton of battery life out of it. But my favorite portion of this is not only is it low profile, has all that connectivity, but also has a 10 key numpad. It's a 104 key layout, allowing me to get all of my math work done that I need to do when I'm doing accounting for the business. Having a 10 key is super necessary for me in any work that I actually do. I love having it here. This thing is great for traveling. This thing is great for being on the desk. It honestly fits a ton of different use cases depending on what you could use it for. And it even has a little volume knob allowing you to adjust your media. It's compatible with Windows or Mac, has N key rollover. Honestly, this is a heavy hitter of a keyboard in such a sleek and 
small profile. You should check it out at the link in the video description. And if you use code UFD, you could save 10% off on your purchase of the ProtoArc K300 low profile mechanical keyboard. Again, use code UFD when you click the link in the video description. Big thanks to ProtoArc for sponsoring today's video. But one thing that actually did launch right now is OnePlus having some major announcements of a new phone, a new tablet, and most importantly, their new Keyboard 81 Pro. This is gonna be the first OnePlus keyboard that they're gonna be bringing out to market based on the Q1 Pro from Keychron, which is a well-regarded mechanical keyboard, has a lot of features that people want, including macOS support, as well as wireless features, USB-C, Bluetooth 5.1 connectivity, as well as having both the options for linear switches, as well as tactile switches with the linear be called Summer Breeze and the tactile version be called Winter Bonfire. And they all come with different keycaps depending on which one that you get. The anticipated pricing is probably somewhere around 199 or higher because that's the price that the Q1 Pro from Keychron comes in at. But considering Keychron helped OnePlus to engineer it, it likely will be a decent keyboard and a decent phone is what they launched with the OnePlus 11 now officially coming to the US and coming in with a price tag of 699. So it appears like this flagship phone from OnePlus is a little bit of a return to form. They were tweeting that out that they expected this to actually make some waves here in the US because previous generations of OnePlus phones have been slightly underwhelming for a lot of people. So the specs on the OnePlus 11 tend to beat out the recently announced Galaxy S23 devices with it having a bigger screen, higher milliamp hour battery, as well as Wi-Fi 7 support and faster USB-C charging coming in at 80 watt charging versus the 25 watt on the Galaxy S23. And it even has some better features than the S23 Ultra, which starts at 1200 bucks. It's gonna have the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 SoC, 128 gigs of storage, eight gigs of RAM and a 50 megapixel main camera to start and then you can upgrade to a 16 gig of RAM and 256 gig UFS 4.0 storage for 800 bucks. So it seems like this is gonna be a decently performing regular flagship. It's not gonna be the fastest phone that's gonna be released this year, but it looks to be a solid competitor, especially with what's already been announced. And OnePlus also announcing that they're gonna have a tablet. The OnePlus pad is gonna be the first one that they're coming out with. It has an 11.6 inch seven to five aspect ratio with 144 Hertz refresh rate. It's also got a two and a half D edge to make it easier for you to grasp, spawn to and use the camera in case you wanna hold up a tablet to take pictures or videos. And it has several other features that make it look like it's actually gonna be a decent tablet. It's just gonna be up to you whether or not you wanna switch from iPad to Android for something like that. And I know that Reese will never make that switch. He's an iPad boy for life. Isn't that right, Reese? Bring us the hottest tech deals. Hey friends, welcome back to FD Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I have some matching deals for you today, starting with this MSI MPG Z590 Gaming Plus ATX motherboard. This thing is gorgeous and features Intel's LGA 1200 socket for only $99.99, which is $130 off. And then keeping with the theme, we have the MSI Mag Core Liquid 360R, which is an AIO CPU liquid cooler featuring a 360 millimeter radiator. The rotating cap design lets you position it anywhere you want and still have the logo upright, which is, and for only $94.99, it's $45 off at the moment. And like always, links will be in the video description down below and I'm gonna hand you off back to Brad for the rest of your heart news where you'll probably send me something like, thank you, Reese, very cool. Thank you, friend. That was beautiful. But you know, while you guys subscribe to UFD deals for the hottest tech deals, it doesn't appear that a ton of people are subscribing to Twitter Blue, which is the subscription service that Twitter rolled out in order for them 
time to make money off of the people who use it instead of just with ads. Elon Musk realizing with ad revenue decreasing, you needed to have a subscription model in place to potentially mitigate some losses there. And it turns out, according to new documents, that Twitter has only had about 180,000 people in the United States sign up and a total of 290,000 subscribers worldwide, which sounds like a decent amount to start and probably would be good for a regular social media company rolling out a subscription service like this. But it turns out that it's really a drop in the bucket to the amount of revenue that Twitter needs to generate. So that equates to a yearly income of roughly $28 million. And it's been reported several times that Twitter has to service about a billion dollars a year in interest on the loans that Elon Musk has taken out to purchase the company. And so that's not even a significant percentage point off of that. It really will come down to cutting costs and increasing revenues in other ways for Elon Musk to stave off Twitter's bankruptcy and Microsoft trying to stave off the bankruptcy that was coming for Bing because the not a ton of people were actually using it. And it turns out the way they're going to do that is with OpenAI. We knew this was coming, but they officially showed off and unveiled the announcement that OpenAI is now going to be integrated into Edge, into Bing with different feature sets that are going to be rolling out with Microsoft CEO saying it's a new day in search. The race starts today and we're going to move and move fast. Most importantly, we have to have a lot of fun innovating again in search because it's high time. And the way they're going to be doing that is with ChatGPT, making it so that you can summarize different web searches as they're happening. One thing to note that's going to be different about the ChatGPT that Microsoft's implementing is that it will have access to real-time breaking information. And so that ChatGPT will be able to respond to things as they're actually happening, whereas the one that you access on OpenAI has been cut off from the internet since 2021. This is coming a day before Google has said that they're going to be showing off their BARD AI implementation remains to be seen whether or not that's going to be a significant competitor to OpenAI. But the new Bing is live today for a desktop limited preview. It can only do a few things like you can ask it preset queries to get some information to see what's going to be happening. And there's a wait list to get full access for it. It also is going to have features such as chat, which will allow you to summarize the web pages or documents that you're looking at and compose, which will work as a writing assistant to help you type out documents, emails, social media posts, whatever you want. So Microsoft trying to transform Bing and Edge with new implementations in AI, making it more usable for the end user. We'll have to wait and see how effective it is whenever it comes out. But one thing that they're making a little less usable is Microsoft Teams because they're going to be wiping free Teams users data if they do not upgrade to a paid tier if you're on their business membership. So they're retiring the existing Teams free version and making it so that you have to upgrade to the $4 per user per month Teams essential plan if you want to keep all of the data that you've been using on Teams for the last little bit. Microsoft's still showing that they need to earn cash and taking it from you. And AMD can take my cash all they want with their upcoming mobile processors. I'm very excited for the upcoming Dragon Range. Big old poodles of a processor because they're now getting some benchmarks. The Ryzen 9 7845HX showing up and showing that it's 90% faster than AMD's previous mobile flagship. Part of that is thanks to the fact that it's a 12 core 24 thread processor, whereas previously AMD's mobile flagship was only eight cores. But it's also going to have an incredible RDNA 3 integrated GPU in there. But it's also going to be faster in single core 
four score. You can see right here the 7845HX beating out the 12900HX, which actually has more cores and threads than it. So it does look like it's going to compete really well with the 13th gen mobile processors that Intel just launched, beating out the 6900X. Probably going to go toe to toe with some of the higher end 13th gen processors from Intel. And it's a mighty fine day in CPU competition on the mobile side. And I'm not going to compete for your time any longer because hot news is up. I'll see you back here for more hot news tomorrow. It's Thursday. See you then.